Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. Fried the Burnout Podcast. Hey, Fried fam. Almost every single day in the Fried Facebook group, I read a question or a comment of someone who is really struggling with how long it's taken to make any sort of progress and or they've been off for a week or two weeks and don't feel better yet and they're wondering how long it's going to take. I've said this on the podcast before, when there's over 200 episodes, a lot of things bear repeating. With support, burnout recovery will typically take between 12 and 18 months. And I know that this can be really discouraging to hear, but I need you to know that it's really unlikely that you're going to feel completely free from burnout three or four months into your process, never mind if you only have two weeks off. You're just really unlikely after those two weeks to feel ready to go again. And so I thought it might be worthwhile to spend a little bit of time talking with you, talking through with you why it takes so long to recover. What's actually going on in the body? Why is this such a lengthy process? What's happening? So we're going to start with just the physical stuff. One of the components of burnout is physical and emotional exhaustion. If we just stay with the physical exhaustion, when we look at that from a functional medicine perspective or Chinese medicine perspective, What we're seeing is that there are likely some deficiencies in maybe it's magnesium, maybe it's iron, it doesn't really matter. But the chances that you are physically feeling exhausted and that you have all the components that your body needs in order to function well are really minimal. And in order to have those things again, in order to refuel yourself with all of the minerals and electrolytes and everything else that you need... It does take time. Your body, when it's under stress, doesn't absorb things from your gut the same way. Also, your gut bacteria doesn't work the same way, so it doesn't break things down as well. So by the time you get to a point where your gut is healthy enough to absorb all the things that you need from your food and from your supplements, etc., some time is going to have to pass. Now, when you are in an environment where, say, you're stressed from work, And then you take three months off and you're like, I'm not at work anymore, so I shouldn't be stressed anymore. You have to imagine that your gut bacteria has been reacting to the amount of stress that you've had at work for two, three, five, 20 years. It is unlikely to be able to recreate itself perfectly in a very short amount of time. So if you have adrenal fatigue, or you have leaky gut, or your trace minerals are off, or your hormones are a mess. Maybe you have like super low vitamin D or magnesium, which reminds me I have to go take my vitamin D. Resting is one piece of the puzzle, but resting does not refuel the things that are deficient. Now, when you go to the doctor, they might say that all of your things are quote unquote normal. That doesn't mean that your gut bacteria is working the way that it needs to. So if you want to improve your metabolism and make sure your gut bacteria is working as well as it can, you need to be sleeping well as best you can. So work on your sleep, whatever that means for you. Maybe it means shutting down your phone earlier. Maybe it means cooling down the room that you're in. Maybe it means a more comfortable pillow or a better blanket. Maybe it means 
who knows what, meditation before bed, there's a lot of options, but improving your sleep will go a really long way toward putting your body in a place where it can actually absorb the things that you need from the food and the supplements that you're taking. So number one, sleep. Number two is being outside in nature. There is something, and I haven't read all the research behind it, but there is something about being next to trees that actually activates the little energy-making pieces of your cells. So if you need to get things moving and get things activated, then go outside and be with some trees. That does not mean when you are absolutely physically exhausted that I need you to walk miles and miles a day. If what you can do right now is sit down on a bench next to a tree in a park, then do that. Start there. But being with nature will be helpful. If the most you can do is get a better plant for your home, most of my plants are fake. If I'm honest, I have one real plant. If you need to get a new plant for your home, then get a new plant for your home. Do something to have some plant life next to you. It is absolutely imperative and really helps kickstart your energy in a way that's really different for you. In addition to that, one of the things that I find to be useful is some sort of slow movement that helps reorganize your nervous system in a way that's helpful toward your digestion and your overall health. That could be Tai Chi, it could be Qigong. So Qigong means cultivation of tea, Qi. Tai Chi is one method of Qigong, right? One of the types of Qigong. You could do yin yoga, which is really slow, restorative yoga. So some sort of slow movement that's designed to bring up your energy to really fuel you will also help your gut bugs, will help the way that your body is absorbing things, and will help you sleep better, which will make everything better as well. But please just understand that your body probably hasn't done things in an ideal way internally for many years. And it is going to take a consistent message from you over a prolonged period of time for your body to get online with what you're doing and say, oh, okay, like we we get enough fiber now, yay. Or we get enough fat or we get enough protein. I know that with my burnout and even without my burnout, I really prefer carbs to any other food group, carbs in general. But I know that when I was burnt out, I could have lived on bread and like French fries and cheese completely. I really didn't need anything else in my mind. And I had to forcefully add protein to my diet in order to start regulating my blood sugar and regulating my gut bacteria, etc. I also now know that when I'm gearing towards more sweet food, which is really common for me, when I'm gearing towards more sweet food, then I'm running down into that stress response again, like an overactive long-term stress response when because that's what my body does. That's where my gut bacteria goes. So then I have to pull myself back through that, right? So number one, the physical part of your exhaustion likely has some physiological processes associated with it that need some time to heal. The next reason that burnout takes so long to heal, and I think this is the main reason if I'm honest, is because the web of causation that creates burnout in your life has a lot of strings. There is a lot to untangle. A lot of people will say that they found the key or the root cause of burnout. I think this is bullshit. I really think that you have to find one string at a time that you can untangle. And once you untangle it, 
You feel like you're home free for a week or two, and then you realize that you just have another string to untangle. So that becomes really frustrating. But one thing might be changing the way that you feel about work. And then the next thing might be implementing those boundaries with the people that you work with in order to make them more accessible to you. Another thing might be reevaluating your values and how those apply to both your home and your workplace. And then another thing might be communicating those values with the people around you, whether through word or action. Not everything needs to be said. A lot of things just need to be shown. As you go through your burnout, you're going to find layer after layer, string after string. And it does take time to unwind each of these things. And some of them will unwind naturally when you're doing something else because two things are connected. But some of them you just have to do one by one. And it takes time to do things one by one. And I know that it can be frustrating, but if you tried to unwind all the things at the same time, If you tried to unwind people-pleasing and creating boundaries and finding a better job and talking to your manager and self-advocating and self-care and peeing when you have to pee, and if you tried to do all of those things at the exact same time, you would be overwhelmed and you'd burn out even more. And I find that this happens a lot in burnout recovery. Because a lot of us, so many of us, are high achievers, we want to high achieve at burnout recovery. So we throw everything that we've got at it. And come at it from every angle. But burnout recovery really works better when it's slower and more intentional. And frankly, for people like us, more annoying. <laughs> burnout recovery is annoying. It takes too long. It's too slow. It doesn't. You don't always feel the impact right away. It took me probably about four, four to five months to really start feeling like I was actually making a change. In the beginning, I just had to hold faith that the things that I was doing were actually making shifts for me. I have spoken to people that say they did it faster. I believe that might have something to do with the degree of burnout that you're experiencing. I was well in the depths of burnout. Three months was not getting this girl anywhere. No way, no how. Fried fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? CyFox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to CyFoxHealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. So the web of causation really requires you to just do one thing at a time. So focus on one thing that you can shift, move through it until you get fairly comfortable with it. And only when that's done, move on to the next thing. Because these this web of causation is also often associated with lifestyle changes and new habits, that's another reason that things take time. 
There are a lot of things on the internet that will tell you that a habit is created in 21 days or 25 days or 28 days. The actual research shows that it can be anything from a couple of weeks to an entire year. Creating a new habit can take a couple of weeks or it can take an entire year. That means that some of the habits that you have to create in order to remove yourself from burnout on a regular basis could take you a full year to practice until they become normal for you. That doesn't mean you're deficient. It doesn't mean you're not trying hard enough. It doesn't mean you're not good enough at it. It just means that some neural patterns are easier to create than others. And some neural patterns are easier to break than others. When I say neural pattern, that's what I mean by habit, things you do automatically without really thinking because your brain has this message that's just on a loop, which means that you do the same thing the same way every time. You tie your shoes the same way every time because your brain has that on a loop. If you decided to change it, you'd have to be really intentional about changing the way that you tied your shoes every single time you did it for an extended period of time until one day you would bend over and just tie it the new way without really thinking. But before you got there, you would have had probably a whole bunch of times where you were not maybe fully present, not being fully mindful, and you tied it the old way before you noticed, oh shoot, that's not how I want to do it anymore. And then you untie it and do it again. So those neural pathways, some of them are stronger than others based on where they are, what they require, etc. and how those pieces of the brain talk to each other. So if you are moving through a neural pattern and creating a new neural pattern, a new habit that you would like to have, please know that it's really okay if you've been doing it for two months and it still doesn't feel natural to you. Some of these things really do take much longer than Instagram would love you to believe. Another reason that burnout recovery takes a long time is because when you go through burnout and you're recovering from burnout, one of the things that you will need to create is a community of supportive people around you. And what you're going to learn is that some people that you thought were supportive are not so supportive. And some people that you had no idea would support you really start showing up for you. So there's a lot of adjust. There's a lot of personnel adjustment. It's like you're going through a reorg, but in your personal life, people are getting dotted lines instead of straight lines. Some positions are being eliminated. And going through that process can be really scary because some of the people that we're moving or eliminating or shifting around have been with us for a long time, and we're not quite sure how to handle those relationships or those moments. So restructuring your social self and your community to having a, a community that's more robust and more resourced and more available to support you is something that I think I'm still working on. And it's been eight years, eight years, seven years. It's been a long time. And this is something that I'm still working on. It is not in my nature to lean on people. It's not in my nature to ask for help. These are things that I'm still practicing, still learning. It is my nature to be in the front of the room, to be the leader. And sometimes I really just need to sit down and let somebody else take the wheel. And so creating a new community and working through which relationships really need to shift and then actually shifting those relationships, this is like a multi-part process that's going to take time. Another reason why burnout recovery takes as long as it does is because we're so afraid of burnout relapse that we sometimes don't go far enough 
because we don't know which areas we can push in and which areas, if we push in them, they will burn us out again. So learning where our new edges are is can be really scary and not everybody is willing to go to the edge, but you have to go to the edge to learn where the edge is. So somebody wrote in the Facebook group recently that they found an edge and they were so mad at themselves for pushing it too far again. And my response was like, no, please know that you just found a new edge and congratulations. You thought you had enough in you to go this far. Now you know it's just one step behind that. But one step behind that is still 10 steps ahead of where you were before, which is amazing. So you will have to push boundaries and have moments where you crash a little bit and you feel a little bit tired. That doesn't mean that your burnout is back. It's just a warning signal. That boundary that you set might be a little bit too far out for where you are right now. Does that mean that you should pull the boundary in and never push it back out again? Absolutely not. In three months, you might be able to push it way further. We don't know. But it's okay to find those edges and have quote unquote bad reactions. I don't consider them to be bad reactions. I know that they feel like bad reactions when you're experiencing them. But the truth of the matter is you just found a new growth edge. And that's how we learn. It's not possible, I don't believe, it's not possible to find your growth edges just in your brain and to think through and to plan through and to create a structure for yourself that you're just going to live within and be happily ever after. What you need and how you need it and who you need it from shifts from day to day based on where you are. The idea with burnout recovery is that your ability to react to various situations and your ability to bounce back from various setbacks is high. You have a lot of space. You have a lot of flexibility. You have a lot of agility. You have a lot of bounce back ability. So that means that when you get thrown against a wall and you crash for a day or two, you're back to yourself within a day or two instead of being crashed for the next six to 12 months. So don't get down on yourselves, please, for meeting a growth edge. And don't let a fear of meeting that growth edge prevent you from actually finding it. Because finding it is what teaches you where you are and, and where you're going and where you need to be. So that fear of burning out again, that fear of fatigue, that fear of re-experiencing burnout can really slow down your progress if you let it. I would rather you bump up against a growth edge and then take two days to recover than never bump up against a growth edge and never know how powerful you really and truly are. I think that would be the biggest shame ever because post-burnout growth, as Sally Clark teaches us, post-burnout growth is a beautiful thing. And I know so many people whose lives are 10 times better post-burnout than they ever were, than they could ever imagine them to be. And it's all because they were willing to go into those growth zones and say, okay, what can I do here now? What's available to me now? How much energy do I have in this space? It's also what teaches you what aligns with you and what doesn't. It's a pretty magical thing once you learn how to use it instead of feeling like it owns you. You use it as a tool. I think that's really important. So fried fam, if you are feeling really frustrated by how long this is taking, I hear you. I know it's a long process. I know you would like it to be shorter. The thing that I can offer is that Sarah and I are available for one-on-one -on -one coaching. We know how to do this. We know how to make it smoother for you. We know how to hold you up through it. And we do know how to make it faster because we know which areas to pull and push from 
at different points in your recovery process, not only because we've been there ourselves, but because we are both healthcare practitioners who have guided thousands of patients through the years through various problems. Neither of us came to this space from saying, oh, I just burnt out and now I want to be a coach. I don't even know if we call ourselves fried guides around here. We don't even call it, we use the word coach because people use it, but I don't even consider myself really a a coach in the true um, definition of the word. And I don't think Sarah does either. But we are here with all of our background knowledge, with all of our years of experience with patients and with our years of experience with ourselves and each other to help guide you through. So if you are stuck in this process and you want it to be faster and you want assurance that you're on the right path, book a call. I know that my schedule is full through the end of the year. I think Sarah has two spots left at the moment and you can book a call with her at bit.ly bit.ly backslash fried coach. If I remember correctly, that will be in the show notes and be gentle with yourselves, please. Fried family. Your recovery will happen. Things will get better. The brain fog will go down. The energy will come up. You will like things about your life again. Your life might not look the same, but it'll probably look better. That's the thing we see most often. Okay? All right. Be good to yourselves. See you soon. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan.